Welcome to the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Yeah, quack. Quack. Twelvin. Oh! I am your host. Adam Jamail. He died. Aaron Schroeder. That is right, and this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web, Footosphere, and Aaron. Holy hell, we're getting into game day, man. We're getting into week one college football. There's already been football, even. Right. I couldn't be more excited. This is... This well, is the truly magical time of the season, my man. I'm going to have to disagree with you this early into mm. it because I already okay. could be more excited because I could have totally been happy to watch. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, that's cool. Just interrupt me. <laughs> Sorry about no that. big deal. Continue. Just interrupt me with a big quack quack. Go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> uh, Continue. I'm sorry. Well, sir. I was just going to make a stupid joke that. I could be more excited because I could have already have seen Oregon Ducks play a football game, but yet here I am still waiting. So true. So true. We could, we but could always be 99.7642331% excited. 309. Yeah, I could not be more. I, I'm just stoked. I mean, first of all, well, I could be more stoked because we're going against Portland State. Uh-huh. That is a team that we likely will run absolutely through. And if we don't, I'll be humiliated and maybe not even want to come back for week two. Are you saying that literally that our run game should seriously just destroy them? Our everything game should Got be you. able to, to so shut we should them down. Run them through. Mm hmm. Like I take a sword and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we we got a wonderful guest coming up here actually to talk Portland State. That is Mike Lund, Associate Athletics Director of Media and Communication. So uh, look forward to that, friends. But before we get to that, we got to do some plugs, Aaron. At Quack Twelve Podcast over on Twitter is where you can follow us on that terrible, terrible website X. We are still yeah. there as of now. Well, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, true. I won't participate um, with that man. No, sir, Bob. Uh, we also, speaking of terrible websites run by terrible people, we also got a Facebook page. Like that if you like. I don't know. Whatever. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, I don't Quack, use Facebook I mean, either. <laughs> exactly. This is great plugging. Quackfieldpodcast.com. Now, that is a wonderful website run by two wonderful guys. That'll lead you to the Patreon. We have every free episode available there. But if you want to get even more Quack 12 in your life for five measly dollars, you can get our Quack in Time series. You can get early access to to episodes. You can also get a a bunch of previews coming up on that one. Uh, Totally worth it. Very fun. 
five dollars. That's for a price of a cup of coffee. Less than that in most cases. Nowadays, let's talk about it. Nowadays, you know, you're going to Starbucks. A, you're already getting the mm-hmm. worst coffee at the highest price. You're going to be at because it's really bad coffee. You're going to be adding vanilla and caramel, mm-hmm. whipped cream, mm-hmm. probably a cherry. Mm-hmm. You're going to add a little mocha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little chocolate mm-hmm. sprinkle on top. You're talking $12 coffee here. That's and, two and, and qu- months. Just saying. And Quack 12 Patreon won't give you diabetes, unlike that order that Aaron just said. What it will give you, though, uh, is tons yeah. of content where I run my sword through loads of imaginary teams in the Quack D&D series, which I think is maybe oh, the best see. thing we've ever made. That's our best content. Yeah. I mean, it's called Duck D&D, but other than that, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, what did uh, I say? That is a very fun one. You said quack D&D. Oh, you yeah. Got quack on the mind. I do. I'm quacked out. Aaron, week one, we're finally going to see what's happening here with this team. Yeah. Uh, I'm also very excited, too, because we're going to actually see like who the starters are. I mean, it's Portland State, so you imagine there's still going to be some experimentation. And a lot of these spots are locked in. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know Bo Nix is QB1, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as far as the secondary, the D-line, the O-line, we're going to see what's happening. And, and overall, knock on wood, seems like we're, doing, we're pretty healthy at the moment, which is... Which is what you want to hear. Unlike yeah. those Cristobal years where it seemed like every year right before the season, three key people got injured and were out for at least six weeks. Like, I don't know what the hell was happening there. but it did He was seem dehydrating to be, uh, them. The Let's talk thing. the truth. He was dehydrating no. them on purpose. <laughs> we're talking about Taggart. That's more Taggart style oh. with the rhabdo and shit. Wow. That truly was. Wow. Taggart, that was a... I mean, it's weird to call it an era since it was literally one freaking yeah. season. But that was a nutso time, man. Yeah. <laughs> that dude <laughs> nearly ran us into the ground <laughs> and did run Florida State into the ground. Uh, but before we get turn into Hill duck Will. football. Turn Hill Will. Before we get into duck football. Yeah. Uh, well, we have some Oregon Duck news. Hit me with but it. I also want to just t- I want to talk to you about. First, about some football games I watched, because there were some football games. Week zero, right? College football. Uh, there, I mean, there was a, a number of games, but specifically, I watched two games because they had something to do with the Ducks. Those two games. First one is obviously San Jose State Mountain West team. Versus USC, USC has got so much hype on them, it's crazy. Number six overall okay. um, in the land. Their offense, ridiculously good. They're returning Heisman winner Caleb Williams. So And, and just have stolen so many great players from other Pac-12 teams and such that uh, offensively they may be one of, if not the, the best in our conference in the country, which has always been Coach Link Riley, Lincoln Riley's uh, state, uh, calling card, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, his other calling card is he's also had some truly atrocious defenses, defenses that will humble even the greatest of offenses because it's like no matter who you're playing against, they're going to be able to score. They're going to be able to retaliate. They're going to be, be able to make runs. And so every there was a bunch of people really keeping an eye on these defenses specifically. 
because that could separate that could make this a, a national title contending team <laughs> or it could make a team that you know loses to to utah in the pac-12 championship game can't imagine that aaron against san jose state which is a team that is not a top 25 contender even really that that is kind of uh that, that isn't great has has a fun quarterback uh in chevin cordero but overall not a wonderful team usc actually did struggle uh, not to win, they won 56-28. to They absolutely destroyed them in a way. But defensively, they allowed 28 points. And at the half, this was a pretty close game, uh, specifically due to some, some not great play right at the end of the uh, second quarter from the USC that allowed the Spartans to get back into it. So... That is something to keep an eye on. They did look mortal. That being said, USC, holy cow. Caleb Williams especially, he had this one play that really encapsulated, like, why he won the freaking Heisman. Okay. So they snap them the ball. He fumbles it. So it looks like a moment where San Jose State really is going to be able to, like, jump on this. Like, literally, maybe. But he picks up the fumble. And at this point, everyone's running towards him. Even the secondary seeing that something went wrong, you know, took a step or two, maybe a little slower, maybe a little coming, because you never know if he's going to, he's got some good legs on him, you never know if he's going to be able to scramble. Yeah. Um. So, th- so they take a sec- second back, and that allows somehow Caleb Williams enough time, just barely, to toss this thing downfield for his longest touchdown of his career, Actually, wow, it was a 76 yard touchdown pass to Tosh Washington, and uh, yeah, that that just really showed you just like what he's capable of. Uh, it was amazing, but it also showed you that this offensive line that USC is running with still has some questions, still has some problems. Like Caleb Williams was having to scramble quite a bit for going against San Jose State. So that that is another little moment of weakness. Um, they also have an amazing freshman that did make me afraid, Zachariah Branch. His highlight play was that he returned, uh, like, truly, ama- truly some Reggie Bush moves. Zachariah Branch had a huge return for a touchdown, uh, like, after a kickoff. So it was, I don't know, watch him. As a freshman, it was pretty amazing. I am afraid. But it was nice to see those weaknesses for USC, you know. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe he'll be zero. injured horrifically. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we wouldn't want that, no, right, No, of course Aaron? not. I'm not promoting that someone try to take him out. I'm just saying he might. All right. All right. On the field, Remember, of course. I'm the good host. Remember this. He's the evil yeah, host. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how we get these switched reputations here. No, <laughs> we, we want him to be fully healthy for when we beat That's right, because we want to beat them fair and awesome. square, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's a gentleman's game. Um, <laughs> well, it is until we start wishing uh, broken legs <laughs> yeah. on people. I didn't wish broken legs on anyone. I just said maybe. You said maybe. It's true. You're, you're being very mob boss here. I got to say. But um, the other game I watched. All right. It was not a Pac-12 game. 
but it was a game against a future opponent. Oh. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, home of the absolute greatest old school logo of all time. Wow. We're showing it. By the way, uh, you can also follow us on YouTube in which you will see what I'm talking about here right now. It's They no longer really use the rainbow in their logo as much. That's a shame. Uh, which I think is a shame because this looks fucking great. So this lo- I that logo I like, is not I like used what they usually anymore? Are. Not really. Yeah, let's just steal it. No. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how horrific that would be? <laughs> Like, they already aren't down with us going there as tourists and, like, destroying their beaches and shit. They're like, hey, we're yeah. also taking this stuff. <laughs> we culturally appropriate their logo, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I like their logo now, but, I mean, just that one's so solid. It's But beautiful. I watched Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It really is. I watched Hawaii take on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, not a very good team, okay. if I'm being honest. But... They kicked the crap out of Hawaii last season because Hawaii oh. really they're they're in a complete rebuild after their devastating Todd Graham uh years. Um however, they got someone who they are very high on because he's a legacy. He he's someone who seemingly has his heart in the right place to get these uh, Rainbow Warriors back on track. And I've always loved the Rainbow Warriors. That is, of course, Timmy Chang, who, who I mean, Rainbow Warrior legend, baby. And, uh, you know, like, played in the NFL. Very excited that he's there, that he's trying to rebuild this, this honestly really charismatic college football team. Last season, they got blown out by Vanderbilt in Hawaii. This season, they traveled to Hawaii. And I gotta say, it wasn't you know, it wasn't the prettiest game from either side. Sure. But Hawaii made it a game. It was 35-28 to 28 in the end. Um, there was a lot of times where I was thinking like, oh, if this was Oregon's D-line, we would be just blowing them up. I mean, they were getting blown up by Vanderbilt. But I, you know, or like, oh, that would have been a pick. Or, oh, we're going to like toss all over this team. Like, they're not going to be able to do anything about it. But Phrasing. <laughs> I believe his name is, I've already forgotten his name, but Braden Shager? Shager? Okay. I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, their QB, I I did like that Chang could tell. He's like, hey, man, like we're, we're everyone, know, even the biggest diehard Rainbow Warrior fan is being like, we're not that good this year. So okay. let's just, we got to take advantage. Like on fourth down, we just got to go for it. We got to just air this thing out. Really just take some risks, some calculated risks. And there was a point, actually, after I believe it was an interception, where they got to, like, the one-yard line. It looked like they even got in. Okay. But the Rainbow Warriors fumbled it, um, and then it eventually resulted in interception in the end zone. But if they would have allowed that touchdown, it would have been tied 21-21. Like, this game was close. And I just wanted to commend the Rainbow Warriors for sticking it in, you know, sticking in there, you know, and really trying something that's really goddamn hard to get a team that is in the absolute bottom of the cellar and get them respectable like. And I think we really are going to light them up in week three Mm -hmm. and it won't be a close game. But (sighs) I've always loved Rainbow Warriors and and I I I wish they could have gotten the win. 
Yeah. Well, Wish they could have gotten the win, but it was nice. What's going to be fun is that maybe through this year, as they get their legs, when they get to become a, uh, what do you call it? Our little group? A conference? Oh, they may be a conference, twelve. You know, thing? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um... I mean, we won't be in the Pac-12, but oh yeah, they no. May. <laughs> I mean, but once you know, because they're an out-of-conference game. Once they become next yeah. year, after they've gotten this year out of the way, it might mm-hmm. be exciting to see where they're at. Because then, when we play them, the stakes will have a little bit more to it. Because I also love them too, and I would love to have really good games against them. You know, like the exciting ones where you don't know if you're going to win until the end. Yeah, um, I will tell you. Oh, in the 2024 season, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we... That's weird. I think we will play the Rainbow Warriors. If we don't, tell, even actually. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next season, we will. Oh, okay. We're going to Hawaii, yeah. We're going to Hawaii, so. baby. Um, yeah, so I, I was fun to watch them. I actually had a good time watching it. Maybe it's just because it's week zero, but it was good to see the Rainbow Warriors. I will say this, Aaron. We got some actual duck news here now. I wanted to start off with... Uh, let's find out. Let's find it. Um, ah, shit. Well, there's no more billboards to say, necessarily. Aww. I know, I know. I wish there was always a, a Bonix billboard going up. But... There is another another big move. Oh boy! In the exact same vein. Who is flexing this money? Who's actually paying for this? The Oregon Ducks slash Phil Knight. The Oregon Ducks athletic department. The athletic yeah. department. So the school is yes. funding it, mm-hmm. but it's Phil Knight, probably. Uh, I think at this point it's probably like you know because it, it is a profitable thing. Like Phil Knight does pay for a shit ton, and maybe some of his money went into this. But I imagine it's just like oh, we had enough in the advertising. Right, we got it. The, just do this. We got it. Yeah. we got this. Like, I mean, they're putting billboards mm-hmm. up everywhere, so they're like, we got it. It's fine. Yeah. So this is <laughs> instead of a billboard. I mean, basically, yeah. dude. Instead of a billboard, we went a little even more old school ad for this. That is right. In the New York Times, full page here, full middle page here, just bodacious, same thing. Wow. I, you got to love it. In the New York Times, I think that's fantastic. By the way, this this specific image, I want to give credit to at Henry Stern, who who took this picture, uh, went to the you know local grocery store, wherever you find a you know what, freaking newspaper nowadays. You know what sucks? But yeah. What's that? The Washington Huskies? No. As soon as he makes a mistake, they're going to roast him everywhere. They're putting... Oh, yeah. We're putting so much pressure on him to Mm -hmm. be something so insane. Mm Mm-hmm. Is he getting paid for these ads? Um... Well, in a way, I don't think he's getting paid per ad, but I did just look this up, actually. Okay. I, I believe he's, like, the third highest paid college football player if i'm i I could be wrong but um well then maybe i don't give a shit if he fails at least he made some money off of it right and he oh yeah he'll be fine he but he's making about 1.7 mil from the nil whoa oh yeah baby (laughs) 
dude, that's why he came back, dude. That's why he get, came back. Like, you need to get either Marshawn Lynch or uh, like Cam Chancellor. Somebody needs to get in there to teach you about how to finance, how to handle finances quick. I'm sure oh, he's sure. got. Well, a grip. I'll tell you this: there is a great article over at over at the Athletic that I highly recommend. I was reading it that is really just focusing on like basically Bonix's journey mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and just how damn adult he is. Of course. Like they, of course. They really, I mean, he really is. Like, I mean, you know, he's pretty old for a college student, but he's still a young guy. But he's got a lot of composure. Like he, he's practically an adult. He knows the game really well. And even when they were hiring, th- considering hiring O.C. Will Stein, which I think was a big reason of, like, he's wondering, like, am I going to stick around or not? I don't want to stick around if a team sucks, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, He was grilling our offensive coordinator, being like, you know, like, what do you do in this situation? What do you do in this situation? What are your thoughts on when, you know, they're blitzing like this? Like, he was drilling them as if he was a 40-year-old coach. Like, he is couldn't have a better head on his shoulders right now. Sure. Like, I, I'm pretty damn excited. But, um, see, that's and, the problem. And had a great season. That's the thing I don't actually like about it is that it's so much hype that the very first time he oh, yeah. has oh, a yeah. game where he's just not reading it right or something, you know, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. a a misstep on he's just had a bad day. They're going to roast him, you know? Yeah. Oh, they like, will. Well, remember, we're not that far off. From when it was a meme, when he was over in Auburn, he was having a worse time. He was right. a legacy there. Right. The pressure was insane. Plus, it's SEC fan right. bases. Um, but the the meme was like, oh, he's having a great... I forget the exact wordage, but he's feeling good. He's having a great time. Could be a dark horse for Heisman. And they roasted him for that because he had a bad season. But then he comes to Oregon. He even said the pressure is a lot less. Okay. And... Uh, That's the offense good is coaching. working with him. Yeah, the offense is working around him as opposed to being like, Bonix, do this now. Bonix, do that. He's had five OCs in his college oh my career. God. It's nuts. Yeah. And, um, okay. But last season, That's he had, right. he had I forget historic, all this stuff. I forgot. Year. Yeah. Right. He did. Oh, he did. It. But it just. So, but I agree. It's just a I bit mean, extravagant, right? They'll roast us. Yeah. yeah. They're going to they hate us because yeah, they hate us. Yeah, exactly. Forever the bad guys. The meme can work either way, where it's like I'm imagining someone is going to put the New York Times, or or, sorry, the uh, Times Square billboard on, like, a bathroom stall, you know, door. Like, that'll be a meme or something if, if he sucks. But also, we can put that thing on, like, the Space Needle if we beat them in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like, the memes will be we made. Could... And I think that goes to show you the power of the advertising on the billboard yeah. is that people are memeing it. People are talking right. about you it. Could, you, know? you could say that if, yeah, as soon as he messes up, somebody could easily just attach it to, like, a uh, trash island out in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are good. Honestly, we should start memeing against them. Just to offset, just because it's yeah. going so hard, we need to pull it down a little bit so we don't get too yeah. out of control too quick as a team. Yeah. Stop the hype train. <laughs> um, 
Over at the athletic, though, inside the unclouded mine of Oregon's Bo Nix. I okay, mean, with, great. With, I get what you mean about hyping it up, but it's a great article. Maybe we can uh, add that article to the show notes. Hey, why not? Aaron, Yo. Um, there's also one more goat I want to talk about before we get to our interview with Mike Lund. And that goat is, of course, the queen herself, Sabrina Goddamnescu. Breaking so many records in the WNBA. I assumed, you know, that she was going to continue to be great, Mm -hmm. continue to be one of the greatest. And, you know, my Oregon fandom, plus what I saw her achieve here, made me think she's going to be the greatest WNBA player of all time. But you never know how these things are going to work out with injuries, with what team you land on, with a million things. Aaron, she is absolutely matching that hype. Not only that, not only is she leading New York Liberty, I mean, she's on a great team. Like, she's not even the arguably best player on her team. Brianna Stewart is amazing. Uh, you know, she plays a different role. She's mm-hmm. a lot bigger, mm-hmm. but she's she's truly amazing. Um, Courtney Vandersloot, also really great. But Sabrina Ionescu is on par with those great players. She is leading the New York Liberty towards hopefully what will be their first championship right. ever. The fans love the team, love her. Apparently her shoes got stolen at a game even. People love her so much. Well, she got that. Um, what was that shoe that she yeah. came out with? What was that? I forget what they called it, but it's a new Nike. Yeah, it's a new, a new Nike Jordan, right? Deal. Yeah, yeah, new Jordan. Or something. Yeah. yeah, what was it? It was her shoe. It's like dope. You know, I'm not a big shoe guy, but I liked it. I did like mm-hmm. it. And I certainly love that she has it. I would it. own that shoe. Right now, sure. So if someone bought it from me, absolutely. <laughs> In the WNBA, I'll tell you this. there's Last year, Las Vegas Aces won. Okay. And this year, they're still in number one overall. Okay. We're getting pretty close to playoffs. We're only about five games away or something like that. So it's been Las Vegas, Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty are fighting for basically number one, number two. Right now, Liberty is behind them. But Liberty just got off a win over the Aces. Um, They've played them like four times. I think they've won. or I think they've played them like five times or something. I don't know. They've all been pretty competitive, or at least they've been back and forth, and like usually home court advantage wins. New York Liberty just defended their home court advantage after losing to the Aces not too long ago, but this time they really dominated them. Um, Thanks in large part to Sabrina Ionescu, who, by the way, she now has, um, she is the first WNBA player in history to have 600 rebounds and 600 assists through her first four WNBA seasons. So it's just her career is going at a faster rate than, than most other people or all other people in WNBA. Not only that, as I said, in college, she was much more of a, of a true point guard. Going to the hoop and stuff like that was a lot more of, of what she was a threat for. Not that she was a bad shooter. She was an amazing shooter. In the WNBA, her game is becoming even more so of a distributor, but more of a three-point shooter. That game, that level of her game has gone even higher. I mean, we saw her in the three-point shooting contest, right? Right. Uh, like she, she broke that record this season and not only that in this uh this season actually so this is the 
Eleventh time she has hit five plus three pointers in a game this season. Wow. Which is more than any other player in the history Period. of the league. Right. Already. She's already also she's not far off from getting the most three pointers made in a single season. She's not far off from getting the most triple points in uh triple doubles in history in the WNBA. Like it is just rapid yeah. how much she's taking. She's having a real, uh, what I like to call the uh, shut up and sit down, watch me cook oh, moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's all it's all moving towards the Aces, and, uh, Aces versus Liberty. Who will get the home court advantage in that potential playoff run if they were to meet in the championship right. game? Right She's... now, Aces have four games left. Yeah, okay. Liberty has five games left. Sure. They are 1.5 games behind the Aces. So Aces would need to lose at least twice. Liberty would need to win, like, everything, all their games, basically. But So it is possible, but no matter what, they are trending up. We are going to – they. It's, it's a wonderful team to watch. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited for the playoffs. What she is doing – is increasing the ad revenue of the business, therefore mm-hmm. proving that it is profitable to invest into women's basketball. So hopefully yeah, we're mean, about to get a big shift as well because she's like, yo, I'm better than everyone, and so I want Kobe-level money. <laughs> I you certainly know? think um, I want to you know, be having the queen. someone. You know, yeah. King can sit down. Having, having like notoriety, you know, like her challenging Stephen Curry to three point shooting Dude. and him accepting, like stuff like that is what gets people talking, gets what people watching. I mean, the potential for the best women's college basketball player of all time, I would say maybe the best fucking player. I love yeah. her so much. For uh, sure, she's proving yeah, she I is. Mean, she's she's really, in real she's time just proving absolutely it. dominating. Couldn't be happier for her. Uh, yeah, that being said, Aaron. So uh, I want to do one more plug, and then we have a, a well, what I hope is a wonderful interview that I, I hope you'll watch along with. I'm with going to. Yeah, don't there. worry, bud. I'll watch it. My conversation with Mike Glenn. Now, um, we're getting a little bit younger, listeners. We're, we're becoming a little more, you know, trying to find the Gen Z way to, to communicate and by doing that mm-hmm. we created a tiktok that's oh, right we're on tiktok everybody that's right. um we have some wonderful tiktoks up there already including aaron out of context uh, crushing it as always aaron doing random ass shit <laughs> yeah. little snippets that, yeah that are all actually from episodes strangely enough yeah it's it's true it's true. And Adam, what and, are you um, doing? You're crushing the the premium content, which is actually just what the best parts of this show are all about. Hey, what can I say? Yeah, a bunch of snips from the show, interviews. Yeah, uh, very excited about that. Please go over to TikTok. Um, also, it's a new experience for me because I was not on TikTok before, so right. I really watch all What these. do you think about it? it I'm, I live there now, I feel like. I actually have to start... <laughs> You know, pacing how much time I spend on it, in it. 
This is this is basically the equivalent. This is what TikTok sounds like to me. Okay. Is, is it'll be like let's let's say like uh, it's a clip of Oregon Ducks scoring on the Huskies, okay. and then this will basically be it. The face win. You score a touchdown, and the defense keeps sucking. That's about it. That's that's my experience Damn. of TikTok. You're brand also, new, and you've already got an entire world of TikTok on lockdown. Amazing. Yeah. You nailed it. Also, point of view. Oh, God. Means here we go. It's from the perspective Look, of the person you're talking about. Sure. So if you say POV of someone being sad the Ducks right. lose, right. then... You shouldn't be looking at someone who's sad the Ducks are losing. You should be. It should be for the. I can't talk. About and this anymore. is just and what I, I want to say to that it. is that yeah, I feel like you're bringing that big X energy to a place <laughs> where it doesn't really belong. So when you see those, just move along. Don't try to engage. Just move along, and then the talk will feed you nothing but joy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I live yeah. TikTok for some whatever reason. I just am laughing and smiling the whole way through. Absolutely love well, that experience. At quack underscore twelve underscore podcast. Give us a follow if you want to experience the way we try to utilize it. And uh be wary, there is another account that basically stole our whole schwibbidle dibbledy, and you'll realize immediately that that is not us. Make sure you use those underscores. Anywho's. Yeah. Well, there you go. The more followers we Aaron. get, the higher in the algorithm we will rise. So join us. <laughs> we will rise. Aaron, uh, let's let's get into our Portland state. Uh, a breakdown here with the wonderful, yeah, so excited, Michael. On absolutely, we'll get into this right now. Quack, 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 fans. I am so excited for this interview here because, well, first of all, it means week one is finally approaching. Couldn't be more excited about that. We are going against Portland State and Duck fans. Do not get too cozy. Because one of my favorite memories, whenever I think about Portland State, is that 2015 season in which they beat not one FBS team, but two FBS teams, uh, Wazoo going down, and then actually the biggest upset of any FBS team by an FCS team, or win, I should say, uh, when they took on North Texas. And today, to talk about the Vikings, we got Michael, the Associate Athletic Director of Media and Communications for Portland State. How you doing, Mike? Very good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, now, the Big Sky has finished with six top 25 teams last season, and, and it regularly challenge, challenges for the FCS title. What do you believe are the steps that need to be taken with such an impressive conference to be a, a true competitor in there? Well, I think, um, you know, we are fortunate that we play in what we believe is the strongest FCS conference in the nation. We're fortunate, I guess, and unfortunate in that every week is an absolute grind. Uh, whether you're playing someone at the top of the conference or the bottom of the conference. Um, so we play uh, really high level competition every week at our level. Uh, certainly, um, you know, I, I understand and I've seen over the years the differences between FCS and FBS football. Um, 
you know, in Portland State, you mentioned a couple of great wins. I was fortunate to, to be there and see those. Um, you know, things really have to go right for a team at our level to compete uh, and have a shot at a team at the FBS level. Uh, but I think we have proven that we can do that consistently. I mean, a good example, last year, uh, we were leading San Jose State with a minute to go down there. Um, and their quarterback, Siobhan Cadero, uh, tremendous quarterback, led them on a final minute drive. They scored and uh, beat us 21-17. Uh, but we know we can compete. Uh, certainly the, the number of talented players, uh, the speed, the size, all of those things are a great challenge when we go up against a program like Oregon. There's no doubt about that. And uh, you can't make any mistakes. Uh, but, you know, we believe we can go down and, and compete. And, and as our coach uh, uh, Barnum says, you know, you battle and you try to get the game to the fourth quarter. And if you can get to the game, the game to the fourth quarter, who knows what might happen. Absolutely. Uh, last season, it was uh, four wins, seven losses. But as you said, there was still a lot of promise in that last year. This season, what specifically has gotten you feeling optimistic about these Vikings? Well, I think, you know, we'll start with the offense. Um, it, we have a quarterback. He was a first-year starter last year, uh, Dante Sachere, uh Just a superb athlete, uh, very talented, um, and his – his uh, game IQ has gone up dramatically. I mean, he just needed the experience, the opportunities. He's a junior now. Uh, he started last year for the first time. Um, and I think he brings a, a really a tremendous uh, run-pass threat to the game. And then behind him, we have a very deep backfield. Uh, we have uh, what we believe to be a very deep receiving core. And we have veterans uh, on the offensive line who've been starters for a number of years. So I think an experienced offense uh, a deep offense. Injuries were a big factor for us last year. We go into this season uh, pretty healthy. Uh, we got back a, a key player in Darian Chase, a wide receiver as a freshman. I believe he caught 55 passes for us. He missed last year with an Achilles injury. So I think offensively, we feel like we can put up some points. We have, we have a really good group there. Um, on defense, uh, we do need to rebuild a defensive line that was loaded with seniors last year. Uh, we think we've done that. We've got a lot of young guys up front, so it's going to be a wait and see a little bit. Um, but we like their athleticism, and uh, we have good experience at linebacker and also at defensive back. So I think overall, um, a fairly experienced team going into this season, much more so than last year. Nice. Um, someone who really caught my eye is AC Patterson, not only because uh, he, he's been an impressive in his stops, but also he's so dang young. Now the offensive coordinator, running backs coach as well. Like you said, you're returning all the running back talent from last season. Uh, I know Bruce Barnum will be calling the plays, but do you imagine this run game will be uh, heavily relied on, a big strength of this year's squad, or what are you thinking? I think it will. I think um, I think it's going to be more of a game-to-game -game situation in how we can effectively compete with other teams, whether it's through the pass, through the run, or more of a 50-50 balance. Um, I think realistically, and if you look back to um, a, a few years back when the Vikings played the Ducks, um, uh, Coach Barnum decided he was going to run the clock as much as he could. Mm -hmm. And he tried to keep the ball on the ground shorten the game the fewer possessions uh the better in our situation to make us more competitive and actually you know the ducks did run away with the game in the second half there's no question about that but we were pretty competitive with them through the first half of the game um i think 
probably going into this one, I would expect something similar. If we can find a way to get a running game going, uh, grind out some first downs, run clock, shorten the game up, keep the ball out of Bo Nick's hands. I mean, that's the most important thing. The, the fewer times he's touching the ball, the better off for us. So, you know, I think that's probably uh, probably a reasonable uh, game plan. Who do you think will be uh, Dante's most effective weapon, especially in like a crunch time when he's really looking for someone? Well, you know, I mentioned Darian Chase, and mm-hmm. he has the ability um, to, you know, make the, the incredible grab, go up in traffic, uh, make the, the the acrobatic play. Uh, but in reality, we've also got Nate Bennett, who's uh, got about 100 catches for us in the past two seasons. He's a super reliable wide receiver. And we bring in a transfer from San Jose State, um, Jermaine Braddock, who played in 44 games down there and has been very talented. So I think we have three wide receivers that we are going to be tough to defend. Now, it's one thing when it's Oregon, but I think in the Big Sky Conference, that three threesome right there is going to be extremely difficult to defend. Um, and, you know, we're going to be able to spread the ball around the field. On defense, you mentioned uh, there's some rebuilding happening, happening especially on the defensive line. Um, who are a few players that you're kind of circling being like, I think this is someone we can rely on on defense that other defensive players will look towards, set the example? Well, you know, we try to have been trying to base our team on speed. And again, you know, the comparisons between FCS and FBS maybe don't hold up quite so much, but uh, Coach Barnum feels like we have as fast a team as anyone in the big sky. Uh, How that measures against Oregon is a totally different matter because we know, generally speaking, the biggest difference between the two levels of play is speed. Um, But we have a couple linebackers, Parker McKenna out of Beaverton, uh, Jamison Willingham, he comes from Washington, uh, those two linebackers have great sideline to sideline speed, and we expect them to make a lot of plays for us. Um, probably those two guys are going to be our top tacklers on the team, uh, and I think it really starts there. And our defensive line has to create situations where where those two linebackers can use their speed uh, to make plays, and uh, you know probably you know not let opponents, in particular the Oregon Ducks, make a corner on us and get upfield. Um, so we'll see how that measures out this Saturday. Absolutely. Um, starting the season with two FPS programs is a tough ask. Is there a particular way the staff encourages growth during these seemingly uh, lopsided contests as opposed to despair in what could be a big loss sometimes? Uh, you know, I think Coach Barham would say it's all in the presentation. You present to the team – you know, we have an opportunity this Saturday and it doesn't matter, you know, the name on the Jersey that you're going against. If you prepare correctly, if you play intelligently, if you use your skills, um, you know, you're going to have a chance. You're going to have an opportunity. And we've proven that in the past, you know, you mentioned we did beat Washington state. We have beaten North Texas. We have been extremely competitive against a lot of FBS programs. Um, and you know, I keep going back to it, but you know, I realize a a PAC 12 program is a whole other level, um, and especially in Oregon, a top 20 team. Um, so you can't make mistakes. You, you can't turn the ball over. Um, you have to contain on every play uh, because speed is such a factor. Uh, special teams are such a factor. So 
really you just have to be refined in every way. Then, you know, we look at next week, Wyoming. Well, the reality is Wyoming is certainly not as strong a program as Oregon. We know that. On the other hand, they're still in, in at a level above us. Uh, but if we go in and, you know, show what we're capable of against Oregon and compete, then a game like Wyoming is just another game to us, you know. And, and again, it's, it's all in the presentation, whether we're playing a, um, you know, a low-level team or a high-level team. Uh, you, you prepare in the same way and, uh, you know, you, you eliminate those mistakes. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of change up in the college football world last couple of years in the upcoming years. Uh, with the death of the Pac-12 and such, have you felt the ripples of that in Portland State in any way yet? Or, or do you expect in the future that that will play a big role in your program? You know, I haven't yet, and I'm not sure necessarily that it will. I think that the, the big change is what has happened a few years back where the NCAA has pretty much allowed free transfer, mm. uh, the transfer portal uh, from school to school. Uh, we have always gotten FBS-level uh, players who have transferred into Portland State and, and played very, very well for us. You know, Darian Chase was at Nebraska originally uh, as a freshman. Um so we've always had those players. I think uh, that's a bigger factor to us, the transfer portal. I think um, individually players coming our way uh, can potentially strengthen our program over the course of time. They already have. Uh, I don't know about the alteration of conferences and things like that. You know, So the, the question becomes, oh, does somebody in the – big sky try to move to the mountain west conference or something like that i don't think that's realistic in any way in the foreseeable future um i think what we're going to do is over the next four or five years we're going to see how that top level of football shakes out and then after that then maybe you know programs at our level you know we might see a little movement that type of thing but i think really it's going to be a top-down uh, situation and, and see where everybody ends up over the course of time Absolutely. And then uh, one final question. Um, so Coach Bruce Barnum made a lot of really fun headlines there when he picked up the $14,000 tab. The beer tab for the fans in the 2021 opener resulted in a win, that and the, the fine play on the field. Um, do, do you feel like stuff like that is necessary, like really thinking outside of the box to get fans excited about Portland State, uh, you know, excited about a, a not FBS program, but uh, but a program that is definitely worth paying attention to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we've, you know, our, our, the era we've evolved into in terms of media coverage and attention um, to levels of play and that stuff, you know, in reality has kind of hurt programs at our level. Um, you know, the big, the big programs, the Pac 12s of the big tens, um, all of those programs, those conferences, those stories, those games, they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the course of time. Um, and I, it, to the detriment somewhat of programs at our level, and then also the evolution of media, um, you know, the, the fact that newspapers are not what they were, you know, some years ago, um, it, media coverage has changed to things like, you know, who, who heard of podcasts a decade ago in terms of <laughs> promoting, uh, you know, everybody's doing them now. They're great. I love them. But, mm -hmm. you know, 
that was not really a part of the media culture in terms of mm-hmm. coverage of sports, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so we have to do things that are a little bit outside the box. Um, and we're fortunate that Barney is a guy that people really like gravitate to the players love him. Uh, we have our challenges, you know, I won't get too deep into it, whether, you know, budgetarily, um, facility wise, um, who we are, where we are, we have our challenges and it makes it tough for us to succeed at our level. And, and, and one of those challenges is media coverage. Um, and, you know, obviously if the media, and I'm not saying it's the media's responsibility, but if the media is paying attention to you and putting, putting information out there about you, people are going to look at that and go, Oh, hmm, that's interesting. That must be important. That must be something I need to check out. Well, we kind of have to do that for ourselves as opposed to an, you know, university of Oregon. Uh, so we kind of have to do that for ourselves. And, and, you know, Barney's a, a creative guy. He's a funny guy and he, he's not afraid to try something different. And we got a lot of attention for that nationally. Uh, and I'm sure he'll pull, he'll pull a rabbit out of his hat again this year. He'll find something like that uh, to get people's attention. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Uh, that is right. Barney, a.k.a. Bruce Eugene Barnum is coming to Eugene, Oregon this Saturday. And, uh, um, I, we really appreciate you being on the show, Mike, and I know the Portland State fans really appreciate you and your decades of service over there. Uh, thanks for coming on, and I, I hope you have a good game, and uh, I hope you have a great season. All right. Well, thanks very much, Adam. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Go Ducks and go Vikings. You ready to root for Portland State? Yeah. Huh? You know, I got to tell you. That was a great interview. I thought you did really great. I think you did a great job of being interviewed while he did a great job of being interviewed. He, yeah, is good. Oh, thank you. He only allowed us to learn so much as to not get an inside scoop. (laughs) He didn't reveal his secret. And I will say it was really interesting uh, I thought you asked really great questions. Every question, I was like, "Oh man, that's fucking killer!" I'm I'm excited to what learn. What can more. I say? It's the Quack Twelve Podcast, baby. Speaking of which, we got a commercial, and then we will be going <laughs> to the final segment of the podcast. Get ready for it, y'all! Quack quack. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, come you. over here. Come over yeah. here. Get over here, yeah. huh? Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that what he's doing there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, 
Give us internet. five stars. Yeah, the internet. You got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing. If you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then, uh, you know, uh, oh, hey, hey, look at, look at this podcast listener on their long inner, inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad, not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah, wah, so they say, putting on them headphones, trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that. Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, Get you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Quack. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club. Of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. That's right. Wow. Wow. What can I you? forgot yeah. about that one. <laughs> there you go. And I'm working on a new one. I'm working on a new commercial. I'm excited folks, to so hear it. Also, I've forgotten what that one it. is about. So uh, yep. super pumped. <laughs> super pumped to find out where ridiculousness I, I'm told to go. <laughs> That's right. Well, Aaron, so obviously there's been one Pac-12 game. Yep. It's already happened. We didn't choose it. We all probably would have chosen USC is my guess. Nope. But, uh, yeah, that's in the past. Oh, never mind. But right now, my friend, we got to get into the games coming a... up in the real season because zeros, Ooh, nothing, yeah. as we all know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something. We just haven't found it Who yet. You Regardless, truth, paying attention. Let's get in to it. That is right. Everyone's favorite segment. The picks. We got the picks, y'all. And once again, it is the Great Pick'em Challenge. Couldn't be more excited. I think I've said that about 200 times Mm -hmm. this episode. Aaron, we got plenty of games to pick from. All right. Uh, Final season of the Pac-12, which obviously adds to the uh, intensity of it all. Let us not uh, waste any more time. Let us dally no more, dear sir. Ooh. Now, first of all, Utah will be playing Thursday, 5 p.m. on ESPN against the Gators, the Florida Gators. I've always loved that logo. 
It's a big one. Last season, it was very heated contest down in the swamp. It ended uh, in the on near the final drive where, um, well, my man Cam Rising was picked off. Cam Rising may not be available for this one. Same same with Brant Keithy. Right. May also not be available. Those are like the two biggest threats. If they're not there, as Hitler said last uh, week or so, that could be a devastating one. Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron, uh, I've got Hitler's picks here because we're trying to keep a running total. Um, would you like to hear it before you make your No, I already know who's going to win this game. All right. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's at number 14, Utah in Salt Lake City. Who you got here? Or do you want to go first? Do you want to go? Uh, I mean, I think I won last season's pick 'em, so I'll let you go for week. Uh, and since we're both at zero zero, I'll let you go first. Pretty sure I won last with? season, but I I'll allow well, you to believe what you believe for now. Uh, and as <laughs> always, yeah. And the, as I, always, we didn't actually, you know, write it down yeah. so a listener could look it up if they want, but we all know don't, they're not going don't to. Don't look so. it up. Just know I won. That's all that matters. Okay. I didn't, though. Well, uh, uh, it's gonna be, I'll let you know who. Yeah, yeah it's going to be the Gators. Who, who, who are you going? You think the Gators? Oh, for sure. All day long. I could see it. I could see a world in which the Gators go in there, especially without a Cam Rising. Without a Brant Keithy, uh, I could see the offense not working. You know, without a sure quarterback, without a, a dominant tight end, and we all know how Andy Ludwig loves his tight ends. I mean, there's a. However, it is in Salt Lake City, and sure. that environment is just brutal. I do think there's enough. I think Kyle Whittingham is a good enough coach. I think they're winning this. I think the Pac-12 but it's, starts with two wins back-to-back. Wow. Hith's pick was Utah, by wow. the way, as well. All I know is mm-hmm. that I'm looking at one hungry alligator staring at two bloody chicken wings ready to just chomp down on that meat. Couldn't have put it better myself. Up next, after that, we got the Arizona State Sun Devils defending their home turf. With new head coach Kenny Dillingham on Thursday, 7 p.m. at Pac-12 Network against the Southern Utah University Thunderbirds. This is that team that when Willie Taggart was our coach, speaking of the devil, uh, we hung 70 points on them. Maybe it was 77. I can't quite remember. So they're they're not great. You know, they are lower uh-huh. like they are in FCS. Mm, it'd be an insane, insane upset for them to be the Thunder to be uh, uh, ASU. Who do you got, Aaron? Well, first, uh, uh, well, okay. What is the Southern team called? The what? What is that thing? That's a Falcon. Southern, they're Lightning Southern birds? Utah University Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. I do That's like close. The Lightning birds is better. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I think. I think the Thunderbirds are gonna take this puppy home. Well, that's idiotic. Are you sure? Are you doubling down on that? Well, I'm curious because the other, the first slide said at, and this one says versus. So, are Arizona State They're defending their home? Arizona State is going to them. No, 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 no. Uh, Arizona State is defending their home turf. That's why it's versus. Oh, because okay, never mind. I'm not okay. Still think the Thunderbirds are going to take it, maybe. Well, that would true. You should put some money on that if that's the case, because it will win you a lot if they do. Um, 
No, Aaron. Uh, I'm with Hith on this one. ASU is absolutely winning this hmm. one. They're dominating this interesting, one. Interesting, interesting take. Interesting take. Kenny Dillingham, see us through. Please don't completely embarrass that squad. Stanford, Stanford is visiting someone. They are on the road against, hey, look who it is, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Friday, 8 p.m., CBS Sports Network. Yes, apparently that is a thing. This is actually, this is a tough one. This is a lot tougher, I would say. Where, where are you going with? Stanford, Troy Taylor, new head coach, um, uh, Hawaii. As I said, I'm optimistic about them, but there's still a lot to be fixed about. But they did look better. This, this is their new logo? Uh, the, new, I mean newer. Okay, yeah, I still yeah, like the old one logo. better. Um, oh, I like the old one, yeah. Gijopish, I I'm just going hard against uh, Stanford here. I have to go Hawaii all day. I yes, I got the old logo up. Man, that that changes you. It's so good. You you going for Hawaii? You yeah, said. absolutely. Guess who that puts you in league with? Hithle Day. Hithle Day. That is right. I think even though. Stanford is absolutely rebuilding. Obviously, Hawaii is too. Yeah, okay. but they had a little bit of a head start. I still think talent overall is going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Stanford's going to wow. win. Wow, your think. favorite so team. I, I am You're going never, against. It's your favorite. Shut up. <laughs> and look at that. A little more Hawaii. I, I just had to I love it. I love that. So logo. good. Colorado. Now, this is the team maybe with the most hype. I mean, obviously, like, USC has, like, real hype about them, as is Oregon, Washington, Utah. But Colorado has probably a little bit of undeserved hype because Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, huge roster turnover. They're taking on a giant, number 17, the TCU Horn Frogs. They're going to, to take them on on the road, too. So that's a tough environment. Let me tell you this, too, Aaron. TCU had a pretty amazing run last season. I don't season care. In which they didn't <laughs> win their conference, but they were undefeated in every other game up until that point. Who cares? Barely lost in the conference game. Eh, fair enough. Then they made it to the playoffs where everyone thought they were going to get blown out by Jim Harbaugh's Michigan. It took a lot, but they beat Michigan... And then in the national title game, well, they were completely humiliated by Georgia. Can't really fault them too much because we were too, but they were humiliated by Georgia by an even greater margin than we were. That being said, obviously Sonny Dykes did some pretty amazing stuff there. I imagine I know who you're going with, but who are you going with? Okay, so it seems like I don't need to give any reasoning, which is good because it could get hot, it could get heated, bullets could be fired. So I'll just leave it at this. Colorado for the win, my dear sir. Colorado for the win. I bet you that's a pretty common pick on a lot of betting sites, even though I think they're like 21-point underdogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And actually, get this. You're not the only one who chose this upset. (sighs) Hithliday is also going. Oh, no, no, sorry. He's not at all. He's going the complete other way. Wow. That is right. And I am also going. <laughs> you had a 50 that 50 way. shot of getting that right. And, you and missed. I missed it. Well, over on our TikTok, yeah. 
the Quack 12 podcast TikTok, Hitler Day did specific, specifically said it's within the realm of possibility that Colorado wins all three of their games to start off with. Not sure if that's true, but there you go. I mean... Uh, shout out to Dan Carlin, host of my probably my favorite podcast, yeah. Hardcore History. Apparently, he's a big Colorado Buff fan, and you know he'll be watching. I mean, all I got to yeah, say I'm, is, yeah, Hit's word mm-hmm. is gospel, so. Yeah, so I guess you're wrong. Washington, number 10 Washington. They will be defending their home turf on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. on ABC. So this is a big game. Honestly, probably the second biggest game of the entire week one schedule. Against Boise State, the Broncos. Andy Avalos there, our old D.C., um, really trying to get them back. I mean, this is the Chris Peterson Bowl because he coached both these teams famously. Uh, really made them pretty great at times. Boise State supposedly has a good run game nowadays. They're looking at and a good QB that is good at utilizing that run game. Okay. This would be a pretty fun upset, obviously, to really cut that hype of Washington. Mm, Washington, though, they got Dunze, Michael Penix. Who are you going with? This, this is a, a tougher tougher pick, I would say. I would say it's fairly simple, Adam, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's the Huskies all day, every day. Well, then fuck me. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. If the day's on your side as well. Wow. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, put thy hate, put thy ex energy aside, mm-hmm. and just think about who probably has the you know logical uh, win. Logically, I'm going with the home team. Unfortunately, I am going with Washington. Um, California now plays. Justin Wilcox, a lot of, we don't even know where they're going to be. Are they going to be part of the Pac-4 next season, or are they going to the ACC? Apparently that's a possibility. Makes no goddamn sense. Here's a question. Saturday, 1 p.m., ESPNU, they will be going against North Texas, which I do believe is in Denton. Correct. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. And it was also just mentioned in... The interview. That's right. And that's so right with Mike Lund. Because of that, I think North Texas is going to win this game. You know, I don't. That's not a uh, completely out there opinion to have. Okay. I believe. I mean, it's on the road. Cal is, I think, struggling in many, many ways. North Texas hasn't been great, but they're at home. Sure. Um, I'll let you know. Hithliday has Cal winning this. I'm backing my boy this pick, though. I'm going with North Texas. I'm on your side, Darren. I'm on your side. Way to go, Denton. Also, I know someone from Denton. Shout out, JT. So, I'm I'm going with you. I'm I'm with you on this. Is that code? Number six, USC. I don't know. Number six, USC. They are at home once again where they just destroyed San Jose State. Though they did allow a few big plays from them. They allowed 28 points. People are really crapping on that Mike Grinch defense. They'll be going against Nevada, um, who I do believe is another former Oregon Head coach, because I want to say, I'm going to look this up, but I'm fairly certain. Yeah, Ken Wilson, that is right, was on that Cristobal staff. Oh, wow. Um, I hmm. I mean, it's USC, I'm just going to say. 
Aaron also uh, Hith of Days got my back on this one. Yeah, it's, no, I agree. It's USC. Uh, I feel like uh, yeah, we don't need to get into what I think about how Cristobal coaches stuff and who he picks <laughs> for his coaches. <laughs> but I'm gonna say I think about it. <laughs> Living in my head, he's living um, in my head, run free. That's right. But anyway, yeah, uh, USC yeah. all day, baby. Yeah, USC. Oh, and San Jose State sneaking up on him. Just wanted to point that out. Now, Washington State, they they bad. I just want to say that. Maybe they'll be better than we think. Mm-hmm. They definitely have been screwed over by all this realignment garbage. Sure. So I, And I like their fan base, so I, I want some good stuff. Oh, happening. my God. I've only just now seen the S in their logo forever. I've only yeah, ever dude. seen a W and a C. I finally saw yeah, the S just now. WSU. That's the U. The little bottom mouth there. Oh, that's a U? That's not supposed to make a C with the top part? Okay. No, no, no. Never mind. Well. I guess I'm just seeing it all wrong. Love this other logo. Looks like a truck. Colorado State. Yeah, it is. Built Ford. That's a Bronco, I think. Um, uh, Whatever. Dodge. That's Dodge. pick. (laughs) Hithla Day pick. Right. Wazoo? You're dodging my question here. He's going with Wazoo. Why are you showing me? Why are you infiltrating my mind? It's going to be... I'm sorry. Here we go. It's going to be... Hithilday's in my mind too much. And I think he's... I don't remember what he said. I'm going to go with the uh, Dodge Ram. I'm actually going to back you up, too. Wow. I'm actually backing you up. Saturday, 4 p.m. at SBS, SN, CBS Sports Network... I yeah, I think if you watch this game, you're gonna watch an upset of a Pac-12 team. I'm I'm with you, buddy. CBS Arizona. SN. That's too complicated. They should have thought of something better. CBS. Well, they would say CBS Sports Network. Sure. Arizona, who is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know they they haven't made a bowl game in a couple of years, but Jed Fish does have them pointing in the right direction at least. They'll be taking on Northern Arizona University. Keep in mind, the wrong direction was not long ago when Northern Arizona University, which is an FCS program, Mm -hmm. beat Arizona. Mm -hmm. That is as if Portland State beat us in week one, just just to let you know. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Anything can happen at any moment. Absolutely. Saturday, 7 p.m., Pac-12. Who do you got? Who do I got? I think That's what I just asked you. I don't I just don't see Arizona doing it. Right? Against Northern Arizona. I feel like I remember predicting that they were only gonna win like one or two games this season. Whew. So I don't see it happening here. I see Northern if Arizona. If they were, I'd imagine it'd be this game. Oh, You're going with Northern Arizona? The axe the, I fe- the lumberjacks? I feel like I have to. Again, Put some money on this if you're serious about it, because it would be bonkers. Oh. Um, Arizona, 100%. 100% Arizona. Okay. You're a fool. You're a fool, Aaron. Mm-hmm. UCLA, okay. Chip Kelly. Yep. Who knows who will be the head? I think he's. they're using multiple QBs, like uh, Ethan Garbers, maybe Dante Moore there as well. Really? Freshman. Yeah. Um, Are we entering versus, the I period? love this team. Are we entering the time in which football – quarterbacks become more like baseball pitchers where you have your starter, your middle guy, and your finisher guy? I, th- I think he's just he's experimenting. Okay. Um, I don't think he really should because it's a team that, even though they are 
you know, not on the same level technically, has recently had some really good success. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Chanticleers. I just love saying a Chanticleer. I do declare. I do declare. I also love, you know I love a unique mascot. It's badass. I love a rooster. I love the color of the rooster. Yep. I love saying Chanticleer. Yep. I want so badly to go with the Chanticleers, but I can't. Right, because I have to also say UCLA. You keep trying you yeah. keep trying to infiltrate my mind yep. and tell Sorry, me where buddy. to go. Hith, hith's with us. <laughs> Saturday, seven thirty PM on ESPN. I would honestly love I mean it'd be better for us for UCLA to be good. Honestly win this. I want a t I would love if they lost. Yeah, I want a T shirt. I want the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I just want that image on a T shirt. I would love that. That's badass. They're a great team. They're a wonderful underdog to root for. Okay, so maybe that's one to watch. Is that our game of the week? Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah. Or maybe opening week <laughs> I mean, should watch... maybe be us. Well, no, no, no. Well, we are always the game you should be watching. Right. Um, Washington at Boise, or Washington versus Boise State is probably the actual game okay. of the week. But sure. I think the Quack, tel- Quack 12 game of the week is UCLA versus Chanticleers. Why not? Okay. Why not? Okay. Now, Oregon State, number 18. They are a top 25 team, which is good to see. Yeah. At San Jose State, we've talked about them many a times. Have we? Uh, both in the Portland State interview and about how they took on USC and scored more points than you would think they would. Huh. Now, who do you think, Aaron? Saturday, twelve thirty p.m. CBS. Oh, uh, no, so no, sorry, Sunday. That is rare. Sunday. Ooh. Uh, I think Oregon State's gonna have this one. I would hope so. You know, I I am a little bit afraid about the defensive turnover okay. for Oregon State. I'm afraid that DJU is there, and on paper he should be a drastic improvement at QB, but we don't know. And USC completely humiliated San Jose State, but they also allowed 28 points. I think this game will be actually kind of closer than you think, oh, Wow! but in the end... I'm agreeing with both of you. I'm going with Oregon today. I'm going with my Beavs. I want two teams to be 11 and I want both the Ducks and the Beavs to be 11 and 0 when we face each other. It's always been my dream. This may be the final time that's even possible because we're probably well, won't be playing each other maybe ever, but uh, you know, at the end of the year. Uh huh. You know, I can't say I'll uh, miss it because there is a certain subsect of humanoids who. Just can't change certain things. Holy shit. <laughs> but anyway. I don't even know where you're going with that, but I like okay, it. Okay, good. Like I'm just saying, let's say I'm glad the war is over officially. It'll be, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. just get yeah. it, be done with it. We'll see what happens. I want now, Hawaii yeah. to become our new rival because mm. I would love to have great game. Yeah, anyway. I mean, man, I wish they would have added Hawaii to the Pac-12 when we were in it because I do love Hawaii. Hawaii is, I honestly think it's possible. They're definitely up there for, like, top three teams for me that are not in the Pac-12. Right. They are a team I'm always Well, you have to start for. thinking about like them, them as conference competitors. Yeah. Well, no, they're not in our conference. Won't they be next year? We, we don't know that they're joining the Pac-12. 
And we're going to the Big Ten, so that doesn't matter oh, whatsoever. See, I thought they Hawaii were... is absolutely not in the Big Ten. I thought Hawaii Listeners... was in the Big Ten. Never mind. <laughs> Listeners, in case you needed another reminder that Aaron does not follow the sport that right. we're talking about all that much, there you go. They're in the Big They're in the Mountain West. They're, in they're the with big Boise skidoo. State. The Big Skidoo. Yeah, okay. The Big Two Skidoo. Uh, you know, they're with teams like San Jose State. Boise State. Oh, okay. Uh, you yeah, can teach like me this off San Diego air. <laughs> We're, wow, man. Doesn't even matter. Aaron, Yo. um, I mean, the only team we didn't talk because it wasn't, you know, that was the bottom 11 we just were talking about. But we need to talk about the Ducks. They're going to win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, why don't you give us a few final predictions to take us out? I'll put the University of Hawaii rainbow over it because I love it so much. Okay, there will be uh, fog at the beginning of the game. Ooh, there will okay. be small rain in the third quarter, and by rain I mean the passes will be coming down so horrid that by the beginning of the fourth quarter we will be ahead by twenty six points. Very specific. I love how specific that is. Um, what I would like to say is we're going to have a great time and we're going to kick some freaking butt. Aaron, I love you, buddy. Oh, it's been an please. absolute blast. Yeah. We're about to watch some Oregon Ducks football. It's finally time. I'm glad. I'm finally glad. I'm finally happy for once in my life. A world of depression, but now football's back. And I'm happy. I love it. It's it's wonderful to hear, yeah. Aaron. As for us, this has been the Quack 12 Podcast. Once again, Quack 12 Patreon. At Quack 12 on Twitter. More importantly, TikTok. Get over to TikTok, you freaking Generation Zers, and learn what point of view means, you dumbass. Hey, hey. All right, everybody. Hey. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Quack, quack. Quack. Solid app. Dude.